is that common if there's a large claim from a builder that the insurers won't renew and then it's very hard to find a new insurer? Absolutely. Is it? It's very common. That's yeah. very worrying. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It, it does happen and has happened and the insurers have that, um, that right to not renew if they feel the risk is not within their appetite or if the builder is not doing what they need to do to mitigate their own risk. Welcome to Professional Builders Secrets, the podcast for building company owners wanting to grow safely and securely. I'm your host, Will Blunt, and today I'm joined by Patara Tanuvasa from Silverback Insurance, an insurance broker with extensive construction industry experience. Welcome to the show, Patara. Thanks, Will. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be Absolute. part of the podcast. Thank you. Oh, absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, it's, uh, there's going to be a ton of great advice for the builders out there today about insurance, which is a bit of a dry topic typically, but you're going to bring a nice uh, twang to it, which is going to be interesting, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We'll give it our, our best go. You will. You do a great job. You'll do a great job. We were just chatting before the show about your last name and I was trying to ask to make sure that I pronounced it correctly. I'm not sure if I did, but you told me a backstory about the, the origin of your last name. And I'm just interested to, to share that with the listeners. Sure. So I am Samoan by descent, born and raised in New Zealand. And uh, I'm now an Australian by choice, given that I'm married to an Australian and kids have been born here. But the origins of my name, uh, Tanuvasa, it means to bury the ocean. Uh, for all of those people out there that have seen uh, Moana, where there are massive canoes in the Pacific. So my forefathers were navigators in the Pacific. And it was when a chief was standing in front of a canoe and just seeing the canoe as they were traveling through the, the waters, just cutting into the, to the ocean. And it was then he coined the phrase that he is burying the ocean as he's traveling along. And that's when uh, the name Tanuvasa was formed. Interesting. How has your cultural upbringing played into the way you do business? Yes, it's an interesting question that because I learned very early in my business um, journey that I can't be anybody other than myself. So I started to look within as to what my core values are and define that as I went out to the market and start dealing with business owners to start to grow and scale my business. And um, it was then when I, I started to really invoke my cultural background and some of the concepts that we live by as Samoans is uh, what they call Ava Malustai. In the Pacific, they drink this in a ceremonial way. Uh, in Fiji, it's called Kava, but in Samoa, it's called Ava. But essentially, the meaning of this um, name, in if you put it into an English um, translation, it means love, duty, and respect. And I started to implement this in the way that I deal with my customers, to be very empathetic in their, um, in their position as business owners, to treat them with respect, and integrity and be very transparent in the way that I do business. And uh, you know what, Will? It has um, worked very well for me. Uh, I've gained the, the trust of many of my business clients uh, in the way that we, we do business together. Yes. I like that. And I, it, it needs to be authentic, right? But 
uh, when it comes from that internal place, it, it is. Absolutely, absolutely. Just being genuine, being truthful, being transparent. Uh, it creates a, a very strong relationship with customers because uh, I feel at the moment with uh, so much information that's out there, truth has a lot of value now in the market space. So when you find people that operate out of integrity and of truth, um, it, it holds a lot of value in the way that you do business. So that's the way you do business. But mm-hmm. tell me more about Silverback Insurance and how it all started and how you ended up working with builders. Sure. Very interesting story. So whilst working for one of uh, Australia's most esteemed builders and perhaps the most intelligent person I had ever had the opportunity to work for, you know, it's, it's from that experience that I gained a lot of respect for builders uh, when I saw what he had to do to sacrifice, very sacrificial way of doing business, you know, put, putting everything on the line, family everything just to to see the, the business grow and flourish. Uh, amidst the pandemic crisis back in 2020, I, I came to the realization that there was a significant gap in the insurance market that needed an insurance broker with real construction industry experience that I now have at that time. But I must mention though that before coming into the construction space, before that I was an insurance broker, but working for someone else. But um in that whole journey of being in the insurance world, I was intrigued to understand building and construction, not just from a professional and, and industry perspective, but from a personal point of view as well. So the opportunity to work for a builder represented a turning point in my life to discover, to learn and understand how insurance actually plays an important role in the successful construction company. And it was at that time where I discovered how to use Procore as a construction software. And I came to realize that there are risk management solutions within construction itself that builders are using, which can be leveraged to improve insurance risk ratings and risk assessments so that the premiums are accurate. So driven by by that desire to to do better for myself, basically, uh, for myself and for the future of my family, I set out to establish uh, Silverback Insurance as a construction risk specialist broker. Uh, And in my role as a, a contract administrator at the time, back in 2020, I saw just so many um, subcontractors will, and these guys were coming, looking for jobs, knocking on the door uh, for the builder's door to give them contracts. And being a contract administrator, I started to really um, know them intimately in the way that we interacted. And a lot of them just didn't have um, a lot of formal education. Uh, it was just a whole lot of experience. And I started questioning myself, said, you know, looking into myself and thinking, man, I have been to university, I have gotten degrees, gone through all the formal trainings, and I now have the experience through time of working in both insurance and construction. And I was like, man, if they those guys can do it, I I I have that potential to step out, start my own business and and pursue a better future for my, myself and my family. So it was born out of that desire amidst the whole pandemic and the hard market that I set out to start a, an insurance brokerage to address the need that was in the market for a, a specialist in construction, uh, a broker that understands and gets builders and to create a business opportunity out of that. Interesting. Insurance is such an important part of any business, but especially in construction with a large amount of risk involved around every project. 
What are the key types of insurance that residential construction companies need to think about? Sure. So there is a plethora of insurance out there, but I do focus on some core um, policy covers that I, I put together in a program that that basically addresses the majority of the risk that builders uh, encounter or, or are faced with in their line of work. And that is your um, contract works and liability. It covers for any material damage um, on the works that are under construction. Third-party liabilities for any uh, worker-to-worker claims or um, uh, da- uh, damage to adjoining neighbours, members of the public, uh, their properties, or personal injury to third parties. Your professional indemnity that um, covers errors and omissions on design and on the advice, management liability for statutory breaches, such as the OHS and uh, cyber for cyber um, security, because we're constantly uh, back and forth with clients and so many different stakeholders in the way that we do business. There's a lot of risk exposures there anytime that we're using the internet. So that forms the, the basis of my recommendations to builders. But, um, I do want to touch on, you know, despite having all the insurances, uh, there's no insurance out there that covers all risk. You know, it, it basically comes down to um, a contract. It's an agreement between the insurer and the person that's being insured that under certain terms and conditions for unseen events that the insurer will carry that risk. So it's a risk transfer arrangement mm. in a form of a contract. And so it's it's so crucial for uh, builders to, to take the time you know, take the time, have a good broker as part of their team that understands their business model and be able to, to uh, work with them in their risk management uh, program to understand what coverage that they need and they require specifically for them and the number of projects they uh, are doing across the course of those those many months and, and years and then be able to to have the right insurance um, tailored specifically for that for that builder. How many of those insurance types you just spoke about are mandatory in the construction industry? Um, so there are just two covers uh, that basically is required for builders, and that's their workers' compensation and a liability cover. But the legislations are quite vague in 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 their requirements for builders to hold other other covers. Um, mm. But it does refer. In, in most of the contracts that a builder should take out the right insurances to cover the risk exposures that I've touched on just before. So, um, you know, um, it's important to have a, a thorough consultation, you know, take the time to sit down with your broker and go over your insurance program, ask those hard questions. If there's something that they're not so clear about, take the time to go through so then you are clear. With that understanding, you can then adapt the way that you manage your risk on site during construction. You can set up your policies, your company policies, your procedures, your documentations to make sure that those risk exposures are covered in the way that you manage and complete your projects. It sounds like, I mean, insurance is the the solution, but it sounds like what you're really talking to builders about is a risk assessment analyzing their business to understand where the risks are and then trying to cover that as best you can. Is that a fair fair way to put it? That's a fair statement. And, and yes, that's what I look to do in um, 
in my customer base, in my portfolio and the builders that we, we do business. It, it's really looking into their business and identify vulnerabilities in their contract administration really well, just using, using the, the knowledge that I've taken from construction. Um, because that has equipped me and given me the eyes, uh, fresh new eyes and how I look at, at risk in a way that resonates with the builders. So when we talk, when we have conversations over their risk management, they understand uh, the way that I artic articulate what they need to do to comply with the insurance requirements. And that is working really, really well. Um, but yeah, there's, there's still a lot to do in this space because I feel like... Um, there is a lot of builders out there that are still not so clear about their requirements on insurance. And then when a claim happens, that's when, you know, for some builders, it's their last stop um, before they go bankrupt. And it only just takes one claim will, um, a significant claim to take people under. That's the scary part, right? That's right. That's right. So we want to avoid all of those risks and make sure <laughs> that our builder clients are trading well and successfully and be able to grow and scale their business successfully yes. hopefully hopefully <laughs> it all comes back to risk management as you mentioned can you talk more about how builders can manage well assess the risk and manage the risk during their project sure so i always encourage uh, builders to look at all the the many options that are out there for um, construction software solutions you've got to have a solid construction software solution whether you're a one mil builder or 10 mil builder or 20 mil it does not matter because you're still exposed to risk and when claims occur uh, the insurers need facts they need um information of who was there, what had happened, the circumstances surrounding the incident, so they can assess the claim properly and identify where, how to address the losses that become of that claim. Some of these losses are quite significant and the lawyers get involved. And as we all know, facts um, is what's needed to, to go through that process. And Builders do have the responsibility in managing the, the data and information that they uh, inherit from all of these projects. And there is a time frame in which they need to keep that amount of information. It is a responsibility. And so if they don't take that seriously, um, they wear the liability should something significant happen where that information is required. Uh, so construction software is an absolute um, must for builders to have. It makes it very easy for them to store information and the, the opportunity at a later stage, which could be two, three, four or five years later down the track if they need to retrieve information to confirm the dates and the time, it's very easy to extract that information to then settle claims. Um, is it just, are you just inputting information about the incidents that happen on site or are there other things that, other information in the construction software that is going to make it better down the road if you have claims come up? Well, I think um, it's just uh, best business practice. Um, and taking those responsibilities quite seriously. Uh, like I said, there are just a ton of options out there, uh, but it's builders not not um, doing their due diligence and just relying on, you know, on, on Google boxes and spreadsheets to keep their information, which, uh, as we all know, can get lost um, with, with um, you know, if you're changing systems in your computer, yeah, you lose all of that information or at risk of losing all, all of that information, there's no way of retrieving that 
uh, when you need it. So um, it's understanding your obligations as a registered builder. I mean, that's why you are a registered uh, builder is because you are deemed to be the expert in that field and understand the regulations, the legislation requirements surrounding that particular role. It's a huge responsibility. Um, and I feel that the builders that take that quite seriously are the ones that become successful and are able to grow and scale their business. You know, information is, is very key to being successful in this business because you are dealing with contracts and you are dealing with uh, a whole lot of risk that comes with it if there are contractual breaches. Mm. So there's got to be a way of uh, recording of all of that information and be able to substantiate, you know, incidents through your site diaries or some sort of record or some sort of system in place uh, to record and retrieve information when needed. Is there a construction software of choice that you've got in mind or you don't, (laughs) no particular one? Oh, look, I, I deal a lot with Procore. I feel like um, that is, a, a, you know, for builders that are doing really well and on an emerging market, they need a, a big system uh, such as Procore uh, to manage all of their information. It has a lot of integration um, solutions that can sort of marry into utilizing that core data. Mm-hmm. But there are several other options out there. Uh, the builder just has to have a, a proper look yeah. and, and find out a solution that is, is better suited to, to their business. But it's taking that time, you know, to go through that process and having those measures in place because in the long run, it's going to be very effective in managing and reducing risk in their business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's, there's as you said, there's so many different softwares out there it's worth doing the due diligence and finding the right fit for your business. 100%, yes. So what mistakes do you see builders making when they're applying for insurance? Um, again, I've touched on it um, previously, but I'll elaborate on that. It's just not taking the time. Uh, so allowing uh, renewals just to just go through without um, reining things back, sitting down, booking an appointment with, a, with your broker, and go through things quite thoroughly. So then the right information is transferred onto the broker to then take onto the insurers and making sure that your risk is covered adequately. It's when you're just um, uh, letting things go and having that attitude of, she'll be right, mate, you know, here's, here you go, here's a few numbers to work with, get me a quote or get me my renewals. You know, um, you've got all the information in your system or you should understand the type of projects um, when they're due to complete, you know, the, the limits that needs to be um, covered in terms of project values, you know, the kind of contracts that you're managing, all of that information uh, is on hand and you should be able to discuss with someone that understands and gets your business. And once you have that accurate information, you must always save money because if you're just giving a guesstimate, you may be paying a higher premium than you should have if your actual numbers are different from those numbers that you've submitted in your declaration on renewals on or on your business. And again, that's just taking time to just pull back, sit down, uh, review, discuss with your broker, get the right advice. Any things that you're, you're not clear about, uh, then you know, it's a really good time to, to bring it up. So, so that information gets to the insurers in the declaration before a claim arises. So I, it comes down to having a good relationship with, with a broker, um, you know, having them as part of your risk management team that you can just 
pick up the phone and ring them and discuss something that's not clear in your, in your mind uh, and be able to, to have those discussions and, and have that trust factor in place to work together because that's how it is in understanding the policy. But then can you imagine if a claim happens, you're going to need that relationship. You're going to need to have that broker there in the, in the tough times, in the time of need, and be able to fully uh, rely that he's going to get the best result for you when it matters. Do the insurers just take the builder's word for the information they request or do they, do they ever do audit on the construction software and the incident reports and all that stuff as well? Well, Will, um, that is currently something that uh, I've made a mission to do, to be that bridge between the two industries. Uh, the insurance, they, they operate out of good faith and goodwill. Mm. Uh, and are very trusting. So when they give a declaration to a builder or an applicant, they trust that information uh, when it's submitted. And then based out of that, they do their risk assessment. Through the time that I had in, uh, in construction and, and started to gain experience in Procore and started to give me an insight on those type of solutions, I feel now that um, that conversation is very relevant to the insurance market. And I have been back and forth and be the mouthpiece um, to really bring into the attention of the insurers that there are so many solutions within construction that we need to look to and um, tap into mm. to utilize. So we're not reinventing the wheel in the insurance industry, but rather leverage off the information and data and, and construction software and solutions that are already being used by mm. builders to then equip us in assessment of risk, you know, rating of risk, and then with the settlement of claims, if we can somehow marry all of that together, it'd be so much easier for everybody. Yeah. You know, I think um, I'll, I'll, I'll put, put up an example. So a, a requirement that a lot of insurers have is that a builder has a system in place to collect all the insurances of all their subcontractors and consultants. So it's the liabilities of your subcontractors that are, are labor-based and a professional indemnity for your consultants that are design and uh, advice-based, like your engineering, your architects. Now, if a claim happens, you've got to be able to identify whose fault it is, of course, and then be able to provide the insurance of whoever caused the loss to the insurer so then they can put in force their rights to subrogation for recoveries and compensations. Now, if there is no system and um, nothing in place to retrieve all of those uh, insurance records, it is the head contractor's insurances that would then respond and take the full brunt of the, of the claim. And that's when it becomes a problem because one policy now takes the full risk of a claim instead of having it distributed across the many stakeholders or the many people that were involved in, in such a claim. And, and that's, to be honest, Will, that's the interest of the insurers, to be able to distribute the risk, get mm -hmm. down to the person who actually caused the loss, and then work their way backwards from there in terms of proportion of the contribution to that loss. So... Uh, again, it's important that a, a builder has a, a process and a system and a construction software to manage all of that information. We've recently settled a claim, and this is a classic example, where a builder was um, at the handover stage of a four-level um, commercial project. And in, in the last few weeks of testing and commissioning, the MFB, this was down in Victoria, their contractor 
their authorized contractor on the installation of the sprinklers did not install it correctly and there was somewhat a, a defect on the actual um, uh, sprinkler head. On the testing and commissioning, the water pressures went through and it just washed through everything, causing a significant amount of material damage. Now, there are two options. The builder can trigger their contract works on liability to respond and cover that loss, or they could go after the liability of the subcontractor who actually was the cause of the loss. He had the system implemented. Uh, he's been my client now for going on three years, and we have worked together to put this in place effectively. And this was a, a good example of, of how a, a uh, procedure and company policy and the way that they, uh, risk is being managed internally uh, came into fruition in, in how we covered that loss. So the liability of the subcontractor responded and effectively covered the, it was a significant loss. We're talking about close to $300,000 worth of, um, of material damage. So, you know, and he didn't have to trigger his policy. It was there if he needed to, to uh, trigger it. But in the end, it was the liability of the subcontractor that responded. And uh, we were able to be very successful. We've renewed his insurance. Uh, the premium, there was no impact on the premium at, at all. And I was able to, to tell a really good story to the insurers and underwriters of what this builder did to mitigate his own risk. And um, yeah, it was a good result in the end, Will. Yeah, it sounds like a great result. And I imagine as well, if the builder had uh, had to you know, act his policy on, on, that exact, on that claim, his premiums would then go up as well. 100%. So not only will his premium um, skyrocket, if... Um, if the insurers turn around and decides not to renew his cover, we would find it extremely difficult to go out to the rest of the market to get to source another alternative cover. And builders need this, this policy for their progress claims and just to trade. It's a mandatory cover to have. So if, yeah, it would have been a very, very challenging. Uh, is, that, is that common? If there's a large claim from a builder that the insurers won't, renew and then it's very hard to find a new insurer absolutely is it it's very common that's yeah. very worrying <laughs> it is it is it is it, it does happen and has happened and the insurers have that um that right to not renew if they feel the risk is not within their appetite or if the builder is not doing what they need to do to mitigate their own risk and as you said it's it's all about i mean having those systems in place tracking everything in construction software and it, it speeds up the process if the insurers start to look at the software and everything like that as well but it also just levels up the game of the builder they're running a better business they're tracking everything and they're making sure that they're at the best possible standards with all their contractors and everything so it's just a better industry for everyone yeah absolutely you know um, managing information is very powerful these days you know in terms of reducing the risk if the builder can pick up an error in design before it goes to site and be constructed he has just saved himself tons of um uh, you know of money from any financial loss that he may have otherwise occurred because there's a lot of responsibility from transferring a design that's just purely on paper to building this beautiful project but in the end, there is a significant defect mm. that causes a, a significant loss. So the tracking of that information gives the opportunity to identify those errors and omissions and be able to provide the solution uh, to then 
fix that up before it actually gets transferred onto a project site. You've given some great advice in different parts of the whole process from managing risk through to the claims process. But if you had to summarize it, what advice would you give to builders looking to streamline the whole process from start to finish? My greatest advice, Will, is just <laughs> find the right broker. <laughs> <laughs> Do the research. Have a look at someone who really understands the construction space and understands builders. Engage that person, create a relationship. Um, because you can't be across everything. You can't know everything, especially because building in itself is a lot of information to get through. So you need someone trusted to be part of your risk management uh, team that you can just rely on. If you need information, go to him for advice or bring him in. Like, for example, Will, I, I get stuck into um, my builder's uh, risk management procedures. I, I go through uh, contractual reviews. I'm not a lawyer, but I use my, my experience from being in construction um, as a contract administrator to identify certain things that they need to pay attention to, to then go and get the right legal advice. For example, I need to identify whether the contracts that they've signed have hold harmless uh, clauses or a waiver of subrogation. The, these clauses are detrimental to the builder's insurances because uh, it, it could mean a declinatory, uh, declinature, a declined claim if if these clauses are in the contracts and the insurers haven't had the chance to review to accept that particular risk under a professional indemnity contract policy. So I, I, I offer that service as an add-on because I know that by doing so, it reduces the risk significantly for the builder. Mm. And then when something does happen, I have full confidence to then deal with the, um, the claim scenarios and be able to get much better results uh, for my client. So advice to builders, get the right broker, form a good relationship, bring them as part of your team, get someone that you can pass on your subcontract agreements or contracts for an insurance review, not a legal review, an insurance review, to point out certain sections that you can then take to your legal advisor for a proper legal review and then adapt those agreements in place before you sign them on. It's very difficult to work your way backwards once you've signed those contracts. And if you're dealing with multi-developments, with basements and large projects, it can be problematic. Yeah, that's great advice. And it's just another example of mitigating the risk, assessing and mitigating the risk through the whole build pro uh, process. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, What I'm hearing you say is most of the work needs to happen before there's a claim. <laughs> managing all of your projects through construction software, having your contracts lined up so that it can reduce your premiums. Uh, and then also having, if, if it, the worst does happen and there is a claim, having a system in place so you've got um, diversification of liability with your contractors and things like that, but also having all of the information you need so that when there is a claim, it's very easy to go through that process and makes it easier for everyone else. Absolutely. And I think um, what you've just described there is, is, the, um, is the prudent builder. That's a, every builder that knows what they're doing and has everything um, under control does exactly that. And they're able to navigate through risk. They're able to scale and grow and successfully through uh, turbulent times. Well, I mean, if I just put myself in the builder's shoot, 
if I want to scale and in, you know increase my amount of sales and revenue and more projects, if you do that on unstable ground where you're unsure about how much risk you're taking on, that's a frightening thing. But if you've got all of that, all your ducks lined up from a risk point of view, you can be confident that you can actually increase all the all the all the other parts of your business. Absolutely. And at a very high level, uh, with the much larger projects, it becomes your differentiations and a point of uh, value for a developer to select you in the tendering process. If you're able to demonstrate how you're actually mitigating the risk on those large projects and be able to provide evidence-based um, data and information uh, on the construction softwares that are you're using because it gives them an insight of how they can be included in, in that process. And it creates that level of confidence that you will be able to manage the project from start to finish to handover and then the management of the warranties thereafter. Perfect. Well, Patara, thanks so much for coming on the show today. I've, I've learned a huge amount about just mitigating risk and also looking at different insurance options. If any APB members are out there and they want to check out Silverback Insurance, you serve the Australian area, If that is that right? That's correct. Awesome. Yep. Um, so you're an APB rewards partner, so we'll include the link to your page in the notes and, and members can get a cash rebate there. But are there, is there any final advice you'd like to give the builders out there? Yeah, just keep... Um... Keep on the grind, uh, continue to do the right thing, be diligent, work with integrity and uh, and things should, should come your way successfully. Thanks, Patara. Uh, I've had a, had a great conversation today and a big thank you as well to our listeners wherever you are in the world. If you like the show, please subscribe to Professional Builders Secrets on your platform of choice and if you're feeling generous, leave us a review. But until next time, have a great day.